Hi, this is Gordon Russell, host of The Neutral Ground, the New Orleans Advocate's weekly podcast on the stories behind some of the stories that are making waves in South Louisiana this week. Thanks to our sponsors, Gardner Realtors, and thank you for joining us. Hi, and welcome to this week's Neutral Ground. I'm joined today by Jerry DiColo, the Metro Editor here at The Advocate. Thanks for being here, Jerry. Thanks for having me, Gordon. So we were going to talk a little bit today about the uh, plans for the convention center and kind of more broadly this big fight between uh, City Hall and, and some of the tourism leaders yep. over how to spend uh, how to spend the money. Mm-hmm. Let's start with um, we've had a couple of recent stories. Um, maybe start small and we could talk a little bit about this linear park they're building over on Convention Center Boulevard. So what's what do we got going on there? Right now, the convention center is going to be spending about eighty million bucks to build a park, where most of most people think of Convention Center Boulevard, which is just the road that runs from the CBD out past Mardi Gras World and then up to Uptown. Yeah. And so the uh, the idea is that all of these convention centers all around the country they're all competing against each other. The com- competition is fierce because it's kind of a low growth market right now and so they all are trying to upgrade their facilities and add new amenities to try and draw in more convention goers and all the money that they spend around coming to the convention at bars and hotels and restaurants and all that different stuff and so our convention center folks are going on this very large spending spree and one of the biggest things that they're spending it on is this park and the idea is that we want to have green facilities we want to reduce the amount of really fast traffic that's running right along the side of the the convention center and then also just add this more green environment where people can kind of hang out outside and you know i guess they're going to do business deals under this beautiful (laughs) sunshine of new orleans in july and august we'll see if that actually happens um, because it might get a little sweaty but that's the plan right now yeah, I mean, I can't help but be struck by a few things in this story, which are, you know, on the one hand, the traffic is does move really qu- fast down that road. And I myself, perhaps like you, have used it as a cut through to get to downtown many times. Mm-hmm. And you can usually zip through there pretty nicely. Um, and I think some New Orleanians uh, may resent the fact that this is no longer a good way to get from uptown to downtown. But I could see where, uh, on the flip side, if I were someone attending a convention, maybe you would feel like this wasn't the most pleasant uh, environment with cars whizzing past you. And we have had, I mean, I don't know if there's been a lot of accidents. I do remember a story last year we wrote about a, a pedestrian at one of the, at one of these conventions getting uh, run over and killed. But I, I don't think that's been a common occurrence. But it isn't the most pedestrian-friendly thing, certainly. Right. And you want to create this environment around whatever facilities, amenities you have for convention goers and tourists that just feels as nice and pretty and less like you're meeting next to a highway as you possibly can. So I get the point of what they're kind of trying to do there. The other side of that, of course, is that they're spending $80 million of taxpayer money that was routed through the convention center and has been given to the convention center through a bunch of dedicated taxes. Nevertheless, it's taxpayer money. That could be spent on something else, theoretically. Right. And And the thing that people, the thing that is on the, you know, high on the list of that right now is that Mayor Latoya Cantrell wants to spend it on infrastructure. Um, she wants to spend it most primarily on the sewage and water board, which everybody knows in this city has huge funding issues. They huge are needs. huge needs. I mean, there's really aging infrastructure. And so there's this battle right now that's going on where she, she wants 80, an $80 million upfront payment 
uh, for the SNWB. And, oh, it just so happens that coincidentally, the convention center is spending about $80 million on this park. And so the optics don't look great, but also it's um, it's kind of just this this question as to where she's going to pull the money from. Right. And, and I mean, I can't help but think, too, that this is not a park that I can imagine New Orleanians being excited about. Like, I think literally no New Orleanians are going to go visit this thing. It's not in an area where... But networking, Gordon. You can network there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. develop some sort of new tech or some heart <laughs> monitor or something. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, this is not like Crescent Park along the river. This is right. not like the Lafitte Greenway. Both of which, I should point out, were built for a lot less money than this. But those are parks that I think really transform the city. And, and you know, I mean, those are things that, like, people are really excited about and that have caused, like, all kinds of you know, building around them and people visit them and they're, you know, this is one that you really don't see that happening, I don't think. No. And I, I mean, listen, I don't think anyone is going to complain just if you just put it, if you put it to a voter, hey, do you want more green space downtown? I think anyone would say yes, but that's, I don't think what this is going to look like. And I think that the way the convention center folks have been talking about their spending of money, not just on the linear park, but more holistically, has not given anybody the sense that they're aiming for this to be anything more than an amenity for convention guys. Right, that's true. That They've fairly, I should say, they have not billed this as something that New Orleanians are going to love. But it does kind of put in neat relief how this is a project for tourists, essentially, and not for us. Right. Um, and, you know, moving, you know, looking more broadly at the rest of the spending they're planning, we had another recent story that talked about their plans to spruce up the convention center generally, which, again, is something that obviously is is meant to lure in more, more uh, tourists, more conventions. But uh, again, there's a lot of skepticism about whether this really works with the market for right. conventions being kind of overbuilt nationally. Right. So, so yeah. So the so the linear park is just a part of what is going to be over the next several years, or which may be over the next several years, about a billion dollars of spending. About a half about half of that is going to be come coming from public money or taxpayer funded money. And uh, it's going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. So, like I said, $80 million for this linear park. There's going to be several million dollars to put on a new roof. There's going to be several million dollars to upgrade the bathrooms. And then the biggest chunk is going to be a 1,200-room massive hotel that's going to be on what's known as the upriver end of the convention center, so farther away from the CBD and the French Quarter, where most of the hotels are now. That Where most of the tourists And where most of the be. tourists are and want to be. Um, that's going to be built over the next several years if they get the right approvals. And so the convention center folks have pitched this hotel as necessary for them to um, bring up the occupancy rates at the convention right, center. Bring up that. the occupancy rates. The other thing that they want to do is um, the upriver end of the convention center has much lower occupancy rates than the park downtown. And then they're also saying, and I think this is a really important point given what our story said on Sunday, is that they all most other convention centers around the country are building these types of hotels. Now, there's questions about, you know, the public private nature of the funding and a whole bunch of complicated issues in there. But broadly speaking, their argument is if we don't build it, we're going to be behind in the convention game. In other words, our convention center, which already has low occupancy rates, it's going to fall even further behind. Right. That's right. And so Again, this comes into that larger question of how do we really want to spend the money? Convention Center wants to spend half a billion of taxpayer dollars on this convention center, and their argument is that we need this. This is the heart and soul of our tourism and hospitality industry, 
and we need to keep feeding feeding the goose that lays the golden eggs, which is right. tourism. And I guess the you know one of the questions around all this is whether there's sort of a this is sort of a pie that doesn't get. I mean, the way we described it in the story Sunday that this pie of convention center of conventions doesn't really get much bigger. It's it's pretty it's a pretty flat market nationally, and you have you had a lot of cities go into this into this uh, sector really big, and so it's kind of an overbuilt sector. And now maybe cities around the country are are doubling down by by reinvesting in these things. But it's it is sort of a question of like it's not something where you just have this upward trajectory where every year millions more people go to conventions. It's kind of like as we quoted some several folks saying, yeah, this so is really yeah, an so overbuilt market. Yeah. So here's the stat: is that um, nationally, convention centers nationally have only grown by 0.5% on average over the past 20 years. So that's an annual number. Yeah. They've grown by half a percentage point over the last 20 years. And that's from a big industry group based out of Dallas. And so uh, by any measure, that's well below GDP growth right. or anything population that kind of says growth. population growth, anything like that. And so it's probably worth introducing people right now on the podcast to a guy named Haywood Sanders. And so he's an interesting cat. Tyler quoted him fairly extensively in the story. He is a well-known critic of this whole convention center game. He would probably say it's a big ruse. It's a big kind of money waster. His book is called Convention Center Follies, if that gives you a clue where it's coming from. So he's not loved by convention center people. In fact, they kind of seem to, generally speaking, hate his guts because he's been speaking about out about the, the folly of convention centers for a long time. Um, and they say that he's got it all wrong. But what his argument is, is that right now it's just, there was a, maybe, well, I guess what his argument is, is maybe there was a point in time where having a really big convention center could draw a lot of crowds to your city, could draw tourists, could could draw people that are using their business expense accounts um, to spend money in your city. And that was probably true 30 or 40 years ago. The problem is everybody else, all the other cities that didn't have these convention centers realized, hey, I could draw these people with expense accounts to my city. And so now, even though this whole market hasn't grown, we're all every city is now still fighting over this same size pie or maybe even shrinking pie by some measures. Right. And the question now is, is it really worth it to fight over this shrinking pie with all these other cities when you have all these other funding needs? Right. And it is a hard question. I mean, I, you know, I'll confess I'm pretty skeptical of some of this, but I guess, you know, you can, you can sympathize with, I mean, he makes a strong argument that like this generally doesn't work. And he said these convention center consultants are almost always wrong and that you can't just, if this, if you build it, they will come thing generally is wrong. Now I will say there's some talk in the story about like, for instance, like the bathrooms being inadequate or not great and that the, you know, that the place is just kind of shabby looking. And I could see where at some point, if you don't, you know, if if your convention center really looks crummy, even if people think a convention in New Orleans sounds great, they go and they, they'll, you know, they put things on Yelp and so forth about this place is really a dump. I mean, you have to maintain some level of, of uh, this has to be a welcoming place. The question is really whether, all of these other investments make sense. And I think, you know, as Janet Howard from the former president of the BGR said recently, it's it's a question of if you had the choice of how to spend the money, would you spend it on fixing our sewer system or our water system, or would you spend it on a linear park or on a hotel? I mean, 
what's happened is that because of the money is carved off into these separate streams, the people who are figuring out how to spend this money, they don't regard fixing the sewers as their problem. And it, it isn't their problem. Yeah, so I thought, I thought there was a really telling quote in the story. I think it was by um, Sawaya. Let me see here. I guess. Sawaya so is the director, the general manager of the convention right, center, right. Michael Sawaya. So, you know, and so what, what he said, and I'm here, I'll rustle the newspaper so people can think we're reading the newspaper here. Um, we actually are reading yeah. the newspaper. <laughs> so the, the quote that he had, and I can't find it in the story right now, but basically said, listen, guys, it's not my job to try and figure out what the best spending of these tax dollars is for the city in some broad, holistic fashion. My job is to try and do my best to keep getting convention goers to come to New Orleans. Right. And so in his in his mind, and I, I understand where he's coming from, he says, This is the money I got. This is I'm trying to figure out the best way to to, to keep people coming. And that makes total sense for, for a guy in his position. I mean, that's what you would, that's what, we, that's what he was hired to do, right? Right. And I guess the problem is he wasn't hired to fix the sewer system. Right. And the pro- the problem is that you know, once someone, but but when he says that, he's also been spending, or or the convention center has been spending many millions of dollars over the years on other projects that have been kind of tangentially related right. to the convention center business. So there's been a million dollars a year to X project that the city wants, or to fund some police officers, crime cameras, right. uh, the uh, the culinary and hospitality institute. Um, it's been a lot of. Which I would argue, you know, it's hard to say exactly what that is, but in part of that, I think, is a f- function of the convention center sitting on a huge pile of money, which is in turn a function of the voters. You know, we approved a, a tax to pay for the fourth phase of the convention center, which then never got built, and the money's been piling up ever since. And I think, you know, they've been a ripe target for people to say, hey, you guys are sitting on all this money. Why don't you share some of it for these other urgent needs? And that's kind of, of course, what's happening now. Right. I mean, if we had a if we had a Ferris wheel consortium and we had like a giant Ferris wheel that sat on the side of the river and it had $150 million in its bank account, guess what? Latoya Cantrell will be trying to get money from the Ferris wheel consortium. I mean, right. the whole point of this is that there's a ton of money there. There are infrastructure needs in the city. And there are some real questions about whether it makes sense to spend this much money on the convention center and things around it. And so Cantrell and her administration has targeted this. And I think that it it remains to be seen. And it's, again, it's more of a public policy question. It's something that the state is now looking at um, is to what extent the convention center should be providing some of this money to the city and will Uh, provide some of this money to the city. So we'll see. Apparently there's a working group that's going on right now and they're all in negotiations and I'm sure there's a lot of people yelling and screaming across (laughs) conference room tables somewhere out of public view, of course, uh, to try and come up with a a solution to all this. And they're trying to come up with uh, about $75 million in immediate money and then a a recurring source of about $40 million a year, is it? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what, that's what, Cantrell has asked for, That's, and it yeah. sounds like she's not going to get all of that, but but I think she's going to get a lot more than people thought uh-huh. when she first made that ask about nine or 12 months ago at this point. It looks like they're moving towards her. And that group uh, is expected, I think, to deliver some kind of recommendation or plan around the time the legislative session starts. Right. So pretty soon. Possibly in the next few weeks. We'll see. Okay. 
Well, stay tuned. Uh, it's uh, perhaps the biggest uh, civic story in New Orleans right now. So uh, we'll be. Yeah, and you know what? One, one note, too. I mean, from a political perspective, this has been something that mayors in New Orleans have been trying to do for a long time, and they have not made any progress whatsoever. The Landry administration tried to get a millage put on the ballot that would have moved some funds from, that would have essentially put a tax on the ballot that would have brought some funds in from infrastructure and the tourism industry basically put the kibosh on that to yeah. some degree. Um, this is, this has always been that kind of, but this is the first real direct assault on the tourism industry. I, I don't think uh, Mitch Landrew went after the tourism industry. In this no, way. no. Um, and, but I mean, if, if, Cantrell is able to pull some money from here. I mean, I think it's going to be hard to argue that this isn't a pretty impressive political victory it's been, for Yeah, him. it's been, a, he's taken on some pretty powerful uh, folks in this town. Yep. So, uh, bears watching. Um, well, thanks for uh, joining me, Jerry, and thank you all for listening. Thanks, Gordon. The Neutral Ground is brought to you by Gardner Realtors, with music provided by David Bodie. We welcome your feedback and your ideas for future shows. Email me at grussell, with two S's and two L's, at theadvocate.com, or call me at 504-636-7437. Hope to see you next week.